On today's Locked On Reds podcast, we talk about the idea of trading Luis Castillo to the Angels, what that might look like, who could be involved, and why Steve Granado from the Locked On Angels podcast doesn't want to give up either Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh. That's all coming up on today's Reds and Locked On Angels crossover. Let's get going. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You found the Locked On Reds podcast here today, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thank you for making us your hashtag first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I, uh, I, I've got this addiction, and I've turned it into information for you when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds. And today, we are talking with Steve Granato from Locked On Angels as we look at the idea of trading Luis Castillo. I know that not too many of us, if any of us, have any sort of uh, palate for such a thing, but there's been so many rumors about it, it's worth at least exploring a little bit of maybe what that might look like should the Reds become trade partners with the Angels. Spoiler alert, it's not going to look like the debacle that was the rice Iglesias trade. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, let's jump into my conversation with Steve. Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds, Steve Granato of Locked on Angels, of course. We are talking Luis Castillo, we're talking Angels, we're talking Reds. Jeff, how's the offseason, man? It's been interesting, Steve. Uh, the moves that have been made have been few and far between. That was kind of uh, known. That was feared, I guess maybe is the right word, whenever the season ended. But even up through the frenzy that was the pre-lockout days of like the 30th and the 1st, the Reds were still not involved in any of that. So that wasn't a huge surprise, but even still, it's been a little bit disappointing. So lots of uh, minor league signings now with invites to spring training to look forward to. Pretty much the only thing that can happen, unless your name is Justin Verlander, apparently, then you can, <laughs> yeah. then you can sign and no one cares. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I want to jump right into this, man. I know that's why people are clicking on this. It's the Luis Castillo talk. And as we're recording this, so we're recording this on December 20th. I know that's when this episode comes out for you. Mine comes out on the 22nd. But it is just over a year anniversary of the Rysel Iglesias trade uh, with the Angels for Noe Ramirez and a player to be named. Which, wow, I know it was a salary dump, but wow, especially looking at it now, you're going, man, what a, what a real workout for the Halos. So the Angels have had plenty of success trading with the Reds. Um, we obviously now have Michael Lorenzen. I know that wasn't a trade, but still, um, Angels-Reds have a little bit of uh, more recent history. I want to start with this. The rumors surrounding Luis Castillo have always been, shoot for the moon if you're Cincinnati. Do you get the sense... I know I do, but do you get the sense that the asking price is very high on Luis Castillo? I do, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with rumors last offseason. There were a lot of people that were talking about like this one report that came out, I want to say it was in like January last year, that there was a person who errantly reported that a deal was done, that Luis Castillo was a Yankee. And that Clint Frazier was heading to the Reds, which now looks kind of funny because Clint Frazier is unemployed. So the comparison there is like, all right, what else was involved in that fake deal that thankfully was fake? But because of all of that, the Reds have kind of placed this feeling of dread in their fans that is 
there's some kind of ticking clock. They're not, for some reason, not going to extend him. They're going to trade him. But even with that, they have not torpedoed their own deal. They, they still continue to ask quite a bit because every time you turn around, it says, well, so-and-so's talking with him. So-and-so's talking with him. I think the whole point of that is literally somebody called Nick Crawl and he didn't hang up right away. You know, I, I think that he is looking at this as if we trade Luis Castillo, then I'm going to make sure that the Reds get back some sort of not franchise altering, but, you know, some sort of huge haul. Because I don't necessarily think he has been mandated to specifically get rid of Castillo. I think he's only been mandated to specifically get rid of money. Well, so th this is how we, we talk about this a lot in the business side here on Lockdown Angels. Uh, I don't know how it is on Lockdown Reds if you like to get into this kind of stuff. But a lot of times trade rumors come by way of agents. Uh, yes. That's usually how these things leak, quote unquote. They are leaked by the inside source, and that's usually the agent. So a lot of times when they're doing things like this, it can be just to stir the pot, really, just to go, hey, by the way, I know the A's are interested, and you know, or the hey, you know, the Astros, by the way, you know, that kind of thing right. to try and get a little bit more. A lot of that typically does have to do with the free agent side for money, but it does definitely come into the the trade side. So Luis Castillo, I know Angels fans want him. That is like target priority number one especially after Scherzer Gosman and all that so but I'm looking at the numbers here and Luis Castillo is coming off one of his worst years mm -hmm. mathematically so I know he's young but you know his strikeouts went down his hard hit percentages were up his walks were right around the same but like some of the numbers just kind of didn't move in the right direction so if it was a quote-unquote Clint Frazier deal, potentially, why should I trust a Luis Castillo for, let's say, a Brandon Marsh? We'll talk a little bit about potential targets here. Stick around. But right. why, why should I, as an Angels fan, believe in Luis Castillo after a year like 2021? Luis Castillo has this very strange, especially 2021, has this strange ability to go through a period of not great pitching during whatever point in the season, because before this past year, it was, well, he is a really great pitcher at the beginning of the year, but he kind of tapers off at the end. This time he flipped the script. The first two months of this past year, he had an ERA close to seven and a half. And then once the months turned to June and July and August and September, his ERA was like 2.3. He was insanely different. And a lot of it just had to do with a uptick in usage of his fastball and his slider and a downtick in his sinker. His sinker was getting murdered. And really, other than the month of June, his sinker got murdered all year long. It's just it so happened in the first two months, it was literally a batting average against like 500 whenever he threw his sinker. And part of that also, they were talking about mechanical issues. He was kind of flying open on his delivery and things like that because he has that twisting motion. He's a little bit prone to inconsistency with his mechanics. But overall, the talent has always been there. It's just been a question of what's going to happen when he hits that dry spell. How bad is he going to be? His walk rate, even, even during the months where he wasn't so great, his walk rate was only right around 9%. He wasn't walking a ton of people. He was getting a little bit unlucky with the homer to fly ball rate, although his career percentage isn't that bad. But overall, he just had a really rough couple of months with the BABIP, and he turned it down 
for the final four months of the season, and that's where you saw, because for much of the year, his ERA was well above four, and whenever he finally got it under four in the month of September, everybody was just like, hey, look at that. It doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look great compared to Castillo standards, but it still didn't look like, you know, middle back end of the rotation type guy. It was it was bad there for the first two months. We've got more great conversation when it comes to this idea of trading Luis Castillo to the angels and what that might look like before we talk more about that though i want to tell you more about built bar built bar is the amazing holiday treat that you're missing from your holiday snack lineup check them out today at built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15 percent off your next order what am i talking about when, when it comes to built bar it tastes like a candy bar it's going to give you that sweet feeling that feeling that we're all craving but it's healthy for you because it's technically a protein bar, but it's better than both those things. It's a built bar. We're talking about amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia. Plus, they've got the built puffs, which are pretty much just marshmallow goodness wrapped in 100% real chocolate, but they've still got the amazing statistics of all the built bars that you can think of. Up to 180 calories, no less or no more up to uh, 18 grams of protein, and we're talking less than four grams of net carbs and sugar. Check them out today at built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. Get your next stocking stuffer at built.com in the promo code LOCKED15. I know for me, again, looking at those numbers, it's all, all the bad numbers were at or near career highs for him. And that's yes. where I went, whoa, 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 whoa. The, the big ones with the barrels, the hard hit percentages, um, and again, the strikeouts being down. You know, you know, I know strikeouts aren't everything, but when those numbers start fluctuating, when it's a full two less from the season or two seasons prior, you go, whoa, something happened. Um, so it's nice to get a little bit of context there. Let's shift the conversation now to if the Angels are interested. I know, well, I know they are interested. At least the before the lockout, everybody they were should interested. Be. The Everyone's Reds should interested. be interested. I don't know why the Reds. I mean, I'm, yeah, everybody should be. <laughs> yes. So the the Angels are interested, and we have heard that time and time again. Now, again, it seems like the asking price is the moon. From Mar I, I'm just gonna not gonna beat around the bush here. I have time and time again said, do not trade Adele or Marsh. That is likely, at least from what I've seen seems to be what the asking price would be if you had a choice because i can't foresee a future in which the angels deal both of them for luis castillo i think sure. that would be way too high especially given the holes they have in the outfield for 2022 and 23 if you had to pick one based on what i've seen it's got to be marsh right like i, I that's they're both they're both crazy talented, and I think the only reason I'm really saying Marsh is because we've seen Adele struggle more at the big league level, and it's not to say that struggling at the big league level as a rookie is a complete like deal breaker because either or would really help the Reds as a franchise moving forward because losing Nick Castellanos, they're obviously not going to re-sign him because they're not going to pay him $25 million a year. So with that, they have a huge hole now. And people are saying, well, Tyler Naquin's all right. Taylor Naquin could fill in. But I would much rather have a concrete plan, especially for the fact that the Reds as a team struggled mightily against left-handed pitching, and Tyler Naquin was part of the problem. In fact, he was like right in the crosshairs of what the problem was. So... 
you're looking at a guy like Adele or Marsh that would help you out in that area. Plus, I think talent-wise and just the overall kind of what scouts have been saying their futures look like, people are higher on Marsh, right? So I think I'd pick him. It's pretty close. They have had very similar trajectories. They both right now are projected by fan graphs to be perennial all-stars. Yeah. Um, they're in the 65 range. So that, you know, on a scale of, of 0 to 80 or 20 to 80. Um, but again, for my money, I, I, I think with the Angels right now, with the situation of Justin Upton going into his final year contract and that very obviously not going to be a, a re-signing um, Angels fans didn't even want that signing to happen five years ago uh, <laughs> when that did happen. So that it doesn't, from my perspective, and we've had a whole episode on this, by the way, should the Angels trade Joe Adela, Brandon Marsh, I'll leave it up uh, in the episode description here on our YouTube side and, of course, our audio side. But if the I, I know the Angels would want to make a tra- if they're going to make a trade for a starting pitcher, if they don't get, uh, say, a Carlos Rodon or something then they are very much going to do their absolute best to keep those two guys together because they obviously are the biggest chips that the Angels have, and they haven't had big chips in a while. The last big chip they really had was Sean Newcomb, who they flipped to get Andrelton Simmons, which obviously turned out to be a good move. But right now, these are the big guys. So I I know you did some mock stuff on, on your Twitter side. A guy that I'm looking at that might be in a bag to send to St. St. Louis, to Cincinnati, is maybe Kyron Paris or Jeremiah Jackson. I don't know how familiar you are with the Angels system, but that seems to be maybe something the Angels would be willing to give up, thinking a little bit shorter term. I know that my knowledge of the Angels system is a little bit surface. Uh, Adele, Marsh, Reed Detmers, um, those were the main guys that I was seeing in a lot of mock trades, so I looked them up a little bit. And Detmers definitely interests me. Uh, I don't necessarily know about the kind of pivoting because I would almost want the Reds, if they were going to make a big trade with Castillo or Gray or Malley or one of those guys, hopefully get something where they are light because they are very light, at least in the short term, like kind of you know immediate future. They are very light in outfield prospects. Because they don't and have that's any. where the Angels have strength. Yeah, that's that's something that the Reds just don't have right now. So that would be where I would hope they would focus. Because a guy like Marsh, he's ready right now, right? And a guy like Adele as well. Are those other two guys close? Marsh and Adele are more than likely going to make it out of spring. Mm-hmm. One will definitely be starting in right. And potentially one may be starting and left, depending on how Justin Upton is in spring. Mm-hmm. And if it's just like Marsh comes out of the gates, like, all right, bro, like we, we can't justify not starting you in left. Sorry, Upton loses his spot. Right. I would foresee that happening unless Justin Upton comes out of the gate super hot, like he had at one point in 2021. But Kyron Paris, Jeremiah Jackson are guys that are not ready for 2022, 2023, maybe 2024, but are looking at 25 as definitely being there. So it depends, too, on what the Reds look at as their, as their competitive window. Because these are not guys, you know, those guys are not guys that are going to be there. Now, if you're looking at a Detmers, right, or a Sam Bachman, those are guys that will be ready for 2022, 2021, potentially, or 2023, 2022. Um, so if they're looking at the pitching front, the Angels theoretically would give up one of those guys. But if we're talking Sonny Gray, I don't think the Angels are going, 
near Adele, Marsh, Bachman, or Detmers. I think that's completely out of the cars for a number three starter. That's like one through four, isn't it? In the prospect rankings for the yeah, organization. Like, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at, like top five there. I mean, I, I, Adele, Adele has graduated, but Marsh, I think, technically is still in it. Both guys have never played. They haven't even played 80 games in the majors yet. Mm-hmm. So they are still 24 and 23. <laughs> so they're still very young. Um, and right. you got to remember that Joe Adele was a high school kid drafted in 17. So he is still very young and still early on in his major league career. So uh, for me still, I am not ready to let those guys go. So, okay, so I got to scare you a little bit because, and, and this is what mock trades are for. They're fun. They're kind of goofy. Uh, I had one sent to me, and based on what you're telling me, this would be a nightmare scenario should this happen. The Reds would trade Luis Castillo and Shogo Akiyama, and the Angels would trade Joe Adele, Sam Bachman, a guy named Bush, <laughs> and Reed Detmers. <laughs> Oh my God! No, 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 no! That is a hard no. You want Kai Bush, Sam Bachman, Reed Detmers, and Joe Adele? That's the Angels' future in three years, bro. That's the whole team. God so, no. So marking that one down as a no. All that right. is well, a that that is a hang up the phone non-starter. That's we are so far off, so see, far off. Luis Castillo's not that good. That see, is hang up the phone. Where, that's where it makes me laugh because so one of the resources and I'm not saying it's the end all be all but one of the resources I like to use is baseballtradevalues.com. Yeah. And according to baseballtradevalues.com, the Angels value that they're getting in that on a number basis is 60 and the Reds value that they're getting on that on a number basis is 59.7. Yeah. Well, but okay, you're saying I, they're I getting will like admit the future period. Yeah, that one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as the angel system is considered, that is like, as far as value, major league level, sure, whatever. Like, whatever. I'm just right. going like Kai Bush maybe would be in on that mix. I'd understand, but you're not getting Adele and Detmers, and not getting Sonny Gray back and Luis Castillo. Like, that's just not going to happen. We'll finish up my chat with Steve Granado about Luis Castillo being traded to the Angels you know, make believe not really happening right now, but what that could look like. Plus I'm, he's going to tell me whether or not he actually wants it to happen. That's coming up here in just a minute. Before we talk about that though, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. We are in the middle of bowl season and with the NFL heading into the playoff stretch run, there is no better time to get in on the action at BetOnline.ag. They've got all the best props odds and lines like never before. Plus with their recently updated system, you got to check them out on their mobile or on their desktop website. It's betonline.ag and you can set up your profile today with a promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. Get your bankroll started off in the right direction before you even make a bet using the promo code locked on when you set up your profile at betonline. Go there today. It's the only online sports book that I trust, and you should too. BetOnline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Because that's sure. just the Angels' future right now. And the way that Fangraphs has projected you know, Adele and Marsh, they have climbed year-end and year-in. So go back to 2019, Marsh and Adele were like, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they were like platoon you know, platoon guys, and then they, in two years' time, creep up to all-stars. So it's like, that's a big, big jump. 
you know, and I, I trust Fangraphs pretty well. I know that projections are tough, and you know they do the best that they can, and everybody does the best that they can. But they have gotten better year on and year in. So for Detmers and Bachmer, <laughs> Bachman to leave, like, dude, give me Garrett Cole. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that is <laughs> yeah. not even like the Angels aren't going to part way with both Detmers and Bachman unless it's like, you know, Nolan Ryan's coming back. <laughs> That's just not happening, man. I and and I will say like. I don't think I'm being a homer when I say that Castillo has the talent to be a Cy Young, but he also has the question marks surrounding him that have reasonably kept him out of the conversation. The big inconsistencies, these dry spells that he goes through year in and year out. If he can eliminate those. And as Pam once said on an episode of the office, start fast, uh, run fast in the middle and, and, and in fast too, then yes, he can be a Cy Young because the talent wise, you're talking about hundred mile an hour fastball easy. You're talking about a circle change that is widely regarded as one of the best pitches in baseball and a slider that is up and coming a slider that I believe he could probably replace his God awful sinker as the pitch to contact, get the double play ball that he's looking for out pitch and, and everything else is a swing and miss pitch for him. The, the only issue is, is the mechanics. Can he be consistent with those? And simply because of the twist in the middle of his delivery, it's a little bit of a question mark. I mean, you, you remember seeing him out West guy named Johnny Cueto has a very similar delivery to Johnny Cueto in that regard. So I think that he has the upside of a Cy Young award winner, but yes, if you're telling me that the Reds are going to get three of the top four, if the uh, if, if things were uh, switched around and you're saying that the Reds are going to get Mike Trout, but they got to trade Hunter Green, Nick Ladello, and Jose Barrero, I might be a little out on that one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just the again from what we know, it's not like we you know we're hanging out with Ken Rosenthal here or hanging out in the <laughs> yeah. Angels front office. But everything that we know, we know that the asking price is high. How high? We don't know that is what that is. Every sense we have gotten is that it is for the moon. So I, I still think the Angels would favor going the free agent route because Carlos Rodon is a guy that has pretty darn good upside, roughly the same age. He's only, what, a couple of years older. He's like 28, 29, somewhere around there. And is a guy that could potentially find a landing spot here long term that would sign and given how good his 2021 was, if the Angels, because what it was with Carlos Rodon, again, we had a whole episode on that. I'll also link that down below, a whole episode on Carlos Rodon. But it's the mechanic repeatability that he has struggled with since his NC State days. Mm -hmm. And staying on the field, obviously, has also been a problem for him. So if he's able to fix that, then, I mean, what are we even talking about here? I don't even want to deal with Luis Castillo. We don't have to give up anything as an Angels fan base. We don't have to lose Adele or Marsh. Because this is uh, uh, this will be my final point on losing Adele slash Marsh that I've already made before, but is once you lose them, they're gone, man. That's it. Bye. Like they ain't coming back because they're going to yeah. go be franchise players somewhere. That's, that's gone. So it, it gives you shades of Gene Segura for the angels where you go, you lose Gene Segura and then that's it, man. He ain't ever going to play in the infield for you. So that's where I go, man, I, I, I know that it's hard to predict futures, but what I've seen out of Joe Adele and what I've seen out of Brandon Marsh and what everyone has been saying, it's like, dude, the Angels for years did not draft first round pitching. They went after outfielders. And I would hate as an Angels fan base to go, well, we never got pitching for those years, but once we finally 
did get the guys that we did draft, we said bye to them. Right. You know, because the and, window and, for Adele and Marsh are six years, seven years, as opposed to one or two for Castillo. Yeah. And, and you're talking about, I mean, he's got two more years of control and then he's going to garner a huge contract as well. Exactly. And I think the it's always the age-old debate of, and and obviously the answer is go the free agent route. It's only because owners who don't share their books with us are the ones that make those decisions. It's kind of annoying, but the age-old argument of should they just shell out a bunch of money for a good free agent or should they trade away possible future studs, you're always want to go the free agent route. But as a fan of a team that rarely likes to go the big time free agent mart it's it's like there's got to be some kind of way to explain it and some kind of way to find that happy medium and yeah trading three your top four prospects for a guy who sure your playoff window would be pretty nice for these next two years but then after that you're not really sure what you're getting I, that that's a lot to gamble with i think if the angels go the kai bush and kyron paris route player to be named for Castillo. All right. As long as the Angels hang on to those top guys, I would not be upset. Yes, it's sad to lose some of the guys that are but that's you got to give something to get something, right? right? And that's what you're looking at. I think the Angels still again to hit on my point one more time, I think they're still looking to go the Rodon route. I I would venture a guess that that would be the better route for the team cuz they don't want to lose these guys. And I just don't know if Luis Castillo is the guy to bank on to lose Adele or Marsh. I don't know, man. I, I just can't see it. And, and yeah. it just seems a little too high, man. I think it's like close. They can negotiate during this time, during the lockout. We know that, that they can negotiate trades. They obviously can't make good on them yet, but I don't know, man. Maybe we didn't come to the conclusion that we wanted here, but that's probably what's going on in the front offices right now anyway. They're going like, man, you want all of those? <laughs> I don't know about that much. Um, but I don't know. Comment section down below. It can get rowdy. I know it can. And at Locked On Angels, at Locked On Reds, at Jeff Carr, at Steve Granato, tag us and everything. What do you want? What's the deal? Send us your craziest mock trades. And if you throw me the one that Jeff sent me, get out of here with that. (laughs) And before we go, can I interest you in a Mike Moustakis? No. (laughs) I'm all right. Uh, (laughs) Anthony Rendon hurts his hip again. Maybe I'll talk to you. (laughs) That's where I'm at with it. Uh, Jeff Carr, thanks for joining us on Locked On Angels. And I guess... Thanks to the Locked on Reds community uh, for letting me on your show as well. It was good talking with Steve there about that possibility. There's rumors all over the place about Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley getting traded, and sure, that mock trade that included three of the top four prospects of the Angels, Angels organization probably won't happen, but it's fun to think about. Coming up later this week, we're going to talk about the idea of the Reds and international scouting and and how they have been doing in that recently, plus looking at the issues of depth within the organization. And and just a quick programming note as well, we're going to have fewer episodes, just about four, three to four episodes a week here for the foreseeable future as we go through the lockout and the offseason. But you're still going to be able to find me right here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thanks again for making us your hashtag first listen. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets. Go make yourself some cash with the help of your boy Q and Lee Sterling as they give you all the advice that you need to make some money over at betonline.ag. That's Locked On Bets, just like Locked On Reds, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it might be the offseason, and we might be locked out, but we're Locked On Reds every single day.